Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Live with Domri. Today's host is Dr. Amber, and she is a naturopathic doctor and resides in Los Angeles. And today we're going to be talking about what she does for a living and how she's able to bring you back to natural ways of healing the body and moving forward with everything that you work with today and all of your studies. So Amber, Dr. Amber, where did you actually study from? Yeah, so I graduated from a medical school in San Diego in Southern California here. Okay. It's called Bastyr University. Mm -hmm. So it's a school that was named after a doctor, Dr. Bastyr, and had an amazing education. Uh, was going to go the conventional medical route and be an MD and, you know, follow that path. And then I found naturopathic medicine mm -hmm. uh, when I was in pre-med and decided, you know, this is really what I'm in alignment with. This is how I want to live. This is what I want to practice. And got excited about it and, you know, applied, finished the program, and here I am practicing in L.A. That's amazing. So I love that um, you know both worlds of the medicine world from Western medication to Eastern medication, and you're able to blend the both of them, but you prefer going towards Western, correct? Well, yeah, so the blend of both of them, we are trained in pharmaceutical uh, drugs, so we're trained in um, all of the side effects and dosing and uh, anything, any drug interactions. However, we are trained in a lot of other therapies like botanical medicine, looking at uh, lab testing, functional labs. Uh, using nutrition as medicine, mm -hmm. using IV therapy uh, in specific instances, using other patches, uh, you know, transdermal absorption medication, using bioidentical hormones. So we have a whole bunch of tools in the tool belt, but it really just uh, we we steer away from less of the pharmaceutical drugs because we know those tax the body, they tax the liver. The kidneys and they can end up uh, you know really compromising health in some instances but there's also times when it's very necessary and indicated for somebody to be taking um, medication so that's mm -hmm. that's where the beauty is it's really I have a dual tool but I can use both that's great and I actually do both of both worlds um, so be having multiple sclerosis um, I was doing, you know, the interferons, the drugs, and I was not getting better. I was getting worse. Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding um, one of your colleagues, um, yeah. Dr. Peters, who got me on the right track of, but took two years to get my body back wow. to normal. And now I am only taking Cymbalta because um, we don't make serotonin. So yeah. is there a, most of us have to take Cymbalta whether you have MS or you're dealing with cancer or things like that, just because the human body loses that serotonin levels, do you have a natural way of helping us produce serotonin? Hmm. So there are, you know, what, what comes back to me is what we learn in our first two years of medical school is the basic sciences. And we learn biochemistry and we learn, you know, how serotonin is made. 
mm-hmm. and it's uh, involved in the pathway with melatonin. And it's also really important to have these nutrients like B6 and B12, mm-hmm. uh, some of those B vitamins that our body is literally burning through every day. Super fast, glands, right? Yeah. Right? Your adrenal glands uh, need B vitamins. That's your, where your stress hormone cortisol is produced to help you wake up and fight or flight. Uh, so B vitamins, there's a lot of you know contributing factors. If there's a complete deficiency of an enzyme to make the serotonin, you could have all the B6 and B12 in the world and you're not going to make it. And so, yeah, that's... There's a lot of factors, but for MS, there's, you know, you just need a little bit more support with that pathway. Yes, yes. And I I do have a lot of that support. The one thing that I notice that you do is you do the, um, the IV treatment. And mm-hmm. can you tell us about that? Because I know once all quarantine is settled down and everything, I will be driving up to L.A. to get that monthly or however often you think my body needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is through IV, but tell me the components and everything that's in there that's going to help my body as well as anyone else looking forward to yes. re- getting off of all of these heavy medications that are destructing our um, liver, our kidneys, our you know he- bottom line health overall, and it's kind of like subsiding and putting a band-aid on the disease versus getting to the root cause of any disease. Yes. So can you tell me about that magic bottle of IV medicine that's actually yes, natural? Absolutely. So I've been I've been giving more IVs during COVID uh, because there's a lot of uses for them. We can mm-hmm. use IVs to boost immunity, which has been one of the main things that uh, people have sought out IVs for. Yeah. Uh, with the nutrients that are in there, we can use them for post-exercise rehydration for oh. people who are training, marathoners, triathletes, uh, or you know just need rehydration for skin even. Mm-hmm. So skin health. Uh, when we look at, we have a lot of things that help with liver detox, which okay. is one of the main benefits of. IVs, uh, the B vitamins, vitamin C, we can add in glutathione at the end as a push, but those are amazing to help the the liver, which is our massive detox organ mm-hmm. with everything we come into contact with in the environment from heavy metals, plastics to uh, you know hormones and food or excess hormones for women who are on birth control, any medications that you're taking, uh, alcohol consumption, those are all detox through that liver. So the liver is constantly working overtime, 24-7. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so uh, the IVs can be really supportive for women and hormone regulation because we're giving you the most bioavailable way for your liver to improve its detoxification. And also, you know, a reason why a lot of people use IVs after they... Uh, drink the night before because it helps the liver detox and really rehydrates the body oh. and, you know can cure a hangover so uh, so there's a lot of reasons why it's really healthy for uh, the body but some of the nutrients that I love putting in there we can really tailor the bag to somebody but okay uh, some of the nutrients that are amazing for liver in specific are vitamin C 
Uh, we know that's protective. We can give that at really high doses. So okay. we use IVs in cancer patients, patients with Lyme. When we want a pro-oxidant, like we want to actually kill things like cancer cells or the Lyme in their body. So we can give, you know, 50 grams or more of vitamin C, which is a high, high dose okay. of vitamin C. But typically in your average patient, like the IV that I give myself, it has about 5 to 10 grams. So it's just enough to boost the immune system, uh, but it's not going to... It's not going to go pro-oxidant. It's going to be antioxidant at that point. Perfect. In a lower dose. The other thing is B vitamins. Okay. Which I know, you know about the B vitamins. So we have a whole, you know, list of B vitamins: B two, B three, B five, B six, B nine, B twelve, and we put all of those in the bag, which is for mood support, to make those neurotransmitters, to help with brain focus, help the liver detox of hormones. Mm -hmm. um, I take B vitamins, and um, they're a special grade um, of B, B vitamins for um, helping the myelin sheath of my brain for recovering and re kind of like protection barrier from yeah. my MS, white, my own blood cells attacking my brain. Um, so that is like a, one of my supplements that I take every day. It's just Beautiful. made a special way. It's not the same type that you find in like the pharmacies. So it's mm -hmm. through my neurologist, but if I can actually get it through IV even faster through my immune system, that, that to me is actually better than the pill. Yeah. The, the reason why IVs can be really helpful is for the reason you just mentioned is mm -hmm. because a lot of people right in our society have compromised gut absorption. Mm -hmm. So anytime you take a supplement, you never get a hundred percent. Yeah. It's impossible because your liver will steal some of it. You know, the absorption isn't always a hundred percent effective. Supplements do help, but we just know that you, you're never going to get a hundred percent. You're going to get 99% or less. We just don't know how well your particular absorption is in the gut. Yes. Um, and then, Anybody who's been under chronic stress for a period of time, which haven't we all at some point? I think the entire world needs, uh, like, to sign up for appointments for you. <laughs> Coming through a rotating door. Just need that support. Everybody um, needs that support more than ever uh, uh, with the, the stress. So well, be between, help, help you cope with stress. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um... We've got B, B vitamins. Um, do you also see basically every vitamin there is to vitamin D? Is that also in the serum that you Great put question. together? So vitamin D is not something that we put in a in an IV bag because it's fat soluble, but we can give an injection. So we oh, can give that okay. as a shot. Okay. And I have given people up to 50,000 IU in a shot before. Wow. So my um, vitamin D supplement that I take is 1,000 milligrams, and I take two of those a day. Okay. So it's 2,000 milligrams. So you take 2,000 IU a day? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been... It's proven. Uh, it's I've, normal. It's like a normal dose. Yes. And it's good to usually we'll run a lab test to find out what you're where you're at. Yes. Your threshold. Yes. And then dose accordingly. The principle that I use with patients is that say they're low, which a lot of people are, they're they're at thirty. 
uh, nanograms per deciliter of vitamin D. And we need to get them up, I like to see them at 60 minimum, at least 60. Wow, right? okay. So in order to get up to that 60 from a level, a low level of 30, we'd have to give them 10,000 IU a day for, so we wanted to jump for 30 points. Yeah. So every other day, they're, uh, if they're taking 10,000 IU every single day, every other day they'll go up a point. Okay. So in two days, they go up one point. In four days, they go up two points on the blood level. So you'd have to give 10,000 IU for a couple months to get a response to get up to that 60 nanograms. Anybody who has autoimmunity, I prefer to see them at a higher a higher vitamin D. Of course, you can take too much, but we we always give it in that 10,000 IU, and that's not a forever dose. That's a you know one to two months dose, and then we drop them back down to 2,000 or 5,000 or something okay. in dose. So that makes sense. Yeah. So when um, you actually ran a um, stool test on me. Um, because for two years straight, I was having so many difficulties with any type of food I was eating. It didn't matter what it was. I took I took things out. I took supplements out. I worked very closely with my doctor, um, and we could not figure out why I would literally eat something and then within a half an hour, my entire stomach would swell so large out that I looked like I was nine months pregnant and it was extremely painful. So they ran some tests and you were actually the, my stool test. <laughs> but the first time we ran it was two years ago and it came back that I had a garden growing in my small intestines. You had you had a what? A garden, literally. A garden. A garden. I was consuming too much greens and trying to balance out my MS over a period of five years straight. And what wow. ended up happening was my body wasn't able to digest and I had leaky gut also and it was just the perfect storm of everything combined and my doctors worked with me on that. It took a year to really diagnose everything and bring it down. Um, like I said, Dr. Peters, um, one of your colleagues worked with me on that. And then Great. the last test result that we did um, that you ran on me came back almost normal and I am like so ecstatic that it took forever I was extremely frustrated um, morale was down body was swollen I was 152 pounds of inflammation and mm -hmm. everything was horrible and I was like okay we need to take the next step what is the next step of healing from this so many people around the world have leaky gut and they don't know it many people around the world don't understand how to pay attention to their stool like your stool tells you what's wrong on the inside of your body so how can you help um, educate everyone that's viewing this on what things they should take the next step on. Yeah. So the the gut is the the seat of everything mm -hmm. because 
when the gut isn't working, our absorption is compromised, Mm -hmm. our flora is off, we have a lot of bad, not enough good, we have candida overgrowth or any number of uh, overgrowth situations happening in the gut, you know, everything else in the body is thrown off. We know that our immune systems in our gut, our neurotransmitter productions in our gut, I mean, our energy, because if you can't extract the nutrients from food and absorb it, you get tired, you get nutrient depletions, you get all sorts of issues just because of the gut, right? Right. So, and it impacts the brain and skin and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a really paramount place to start for a lot of patients is, and they usually come into us having some sort of, whether it be bloating or gas or just changes in stool or mucus. A lot of times people have mucus in the stool, meaning their yeah, their body is reacting to something that they're yeah. eating. My first test had a lot of mucus and mm-hmm. it was just like, oh. Yeah. So uh, really paramount to start there and identify what's, what's happening. And my principle is let's test, not guess. And then we treat and, you know, if the symptoms go away, that's a pretty good indication. Sometimes we do run a follow-up test like we did with you just yeah. to really see what's going on. Yeah, after a year of moving along, um, yes, they were excited to see that, oh my gosh, it's working. We're finally getting her back on a normal schedule and I can feel it and you can see it in my body. I mean, you go back a year ago and look at my photos and you're like, oh, she's a little chubby. Well, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I was chubby from eating because I'm still eating the same way. I was chubby from inflammation in my body just exploding of telling me you have major underlined issues here. It's not just the brain. It's, It's your gut. And it's affecting the brain, and which was causing even more multiple sclerosis flares. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this is key, I believe, not to just people with any autoimmune. I think it's key for everybody in the world, just stress in general, and really staying regular on top of this. And people don't look to this type of therapy, which is why I am honored to have you on today because we all need to be re-educated. And a lot of people are like, yeah, my stomach has nothing to do with my brain, but your stomach has everything to do with every part of you, every function, liver, kidneys, um, heart, lungs, brain function, skin function, you know, and it's funny because when she said you got to do a stool test, I'm like, what is that going to prove? Well, it proved a lot. <laughs> so it's amazing that you can tell a lot from somebody from doing a stool test. You can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's a that's a great place to start. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the also, connection. and then um, how about doing blood work? Um there's so many different, there's so many more panels of blood work than what insurance covers. Mm-hmm. So how do you relate that to your clients? Like these are the ones that we're going to be doing. What are the key ones that you would start them off with? Yeah. So that's why it really, I love our medicine. I love, you know, holistic medicine because it's very specific to the patient. So usually we have that first office visit and then we figure out, you know, 
what are their symptoms? What is what's happened historically for them in their health? What medications are they on that might if there are post antibiotics, stool tests is a pretty good uh, thing to look at because you know there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening in the gut with mm-hmm. terms of imbalances and flora. So um, and it depend it really depends if they have an autoimmune condition. I want to know their vitamin D hundred percent. If they uh, have a thyroid condition, obviously you want to check their antibodies and their thyroid, full thyroid panel. Uh, but usually if they're coming to me initially and they don't have massive complaints or they're, they don't have a previous diagnosis to go upon, I have a basic panel which involves uh, a CBC, so looking at red blood cells, white blood cells, just really a screening test for anything more serious can usually in uh, cancer or more serious conditions, we can see fluctuations in their white and red blood cells, uh, platelets, things like that. And then we can run a liver and kidney test, so looking at the function, what are the enzymes, are they elevated, is it because they're on a lot of medications, is it alcohol, what's contributing to that. And then, of course, vitamin D, usually a thyroid panel. Uh, For women, I love this test that can be done from home. It's a hormone test it's a dried mm. urine panel so it's 24 hours four tests and it'll tell you a wealth of information so it'll it'll tell you uh it'll tell you this cortisol curve which is really helpful to know okay uh which essentially reading what's your circadian rhythm and how does your body respond to stress so, so okay did you just say that word again circadian rhythm yeah, your circadian rhythm so that's that's your 24-hour biological clock of when to go to sleep when to wake up oh. when to go to sleep when to wake up okay yeah so, so it'll tell you that wow okay yeah and it'll tell you so a lot of women you know we want to have high cortisol in the morning and we want it to drop off at the end of the day right so then we can get to sleep and your melatonin goes up at night your cortisol should drop that stress hormone should drop. But a lot of times we I'll see somebody with a flipped curve. So they have, you know, they're groggy, they can't get out of bed, they need three cups of coffee to get going in the morning. And then at night they're wired. They're like their brain is just ready to go. I'm ready to work at 10, 11 p.m., right? So that's a flipped curve. Um, and generally when they report those things, we'll find that on the, on the test. They'll tell me exactly what's happening. And then we have all sorts of things in natural medicine where we can modulate that. So we give them things to help, you know, get their cortisol going in the morning. We give them things to help tone it down at night so that they're able to get to sleep, uh, to re-regulate that sleep cycle, which is a game changer, especially when you look at hormone regulation and sleep and recovery and, uh, you know, just kind of sense of well-being, fatigue levels, everything improves when you regulate that cortisol. And we know that uh, tons of cortisol that are being constantly just released in the body from the adrenal glands all day long, so you're in just mentally worried, stressed out, big project or something you got to do and you're nervous about it, mm-hmm. that constant release of cortisol is very inflammatory in the body. And, and deadly at some points. Yes, damaging tissues yeah. over time. You know, little little bursts. Uh, of course, we all have stressful moments, but then the body is designed to recover. 
and to have a period of rest. The, the trouble comes when every day, all day long, every day on end becomes a stressful situation. Like maybe a lot of people have been experiencing right now, you know, that cortisol just surging through their body and, uh, you know, impacting brain function and impacting the gut and leaky gut and all sorts of things that deteriorate their health. So the cortisol is a really key piece. Yeah. So how often can we actually check our cortisol levels? Like how often would you have me come into the office to run the blood work to check those levels? Yeah. So Usually twice a year. It depends. It depends what the severity of the situation is. For someone with a thyroid condition, uh, we're okay. running it at very minimum twice a year. Uh, for someone with, you know, some pretty off cortisol levels, we're usually doing a two to three month protocol okay. to help recalibrate that, and then testing again. So every three months, um, but. Usually it's twice a year. It depends. It really depends on, you know, what's what's going on, how severe it is. Okay. We might retest a little sooner than twice a year. Yeah, especially if it's really a high level of cortisol. It's basically yeah. saying, okay, I need some help over here. It's like mm-hmm. way too much going on in my body. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's it's a very common scenario, and especially for women, because I specialize in women's health and hormones and peptide therapy and really recalibrating uh, the hormones. We have this balance, and I like to explain it to my patients, it's like a stool. So you have three legs to the stool. One of them is the adrenal glands, which produce that cortisol. Okay. One of them is the thyroid, which plays a huge role in metabolism and, um, you know, heat. So whether you have cold hands and feet, uh, brain function, brain fog, all sorts of things related to metabolism. And then you have the sex hormones, so testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. Uh-huh. And when one of these legs of the stool falls out from under, the other two are impacted. So this these hormones are very tightly regulated together. Okay. And the stool must stay... Uh, you know, solid with your adrenals, your cortisol, your thyroid, your sex hormones. And generally what we see is when when, when a woman goes through a stressful period uh, in her life and, uh, you know, maybe just had a, a baby, just a lot happening, business, whatever it may be, and we've all been there, is it'll impact your thyroid and it'll impact impact your sex hormones as a result. Okay. Because of the stress. So you mentioned one key thing, and that this is something that happens to me all the time, has always been this way, and I can't ever seem to figure it out. Mm-hmm. My feet are always running freezing cold. Mm-hmm. I can have them, I can have socks on, Uggs on, no matter what, my feet are like popsicles. Mm, they're always cold. Yes. Always <laughs> cold. But... I've never been tested for anything to do with my feet. So that would definitely be something we need to look at. So that was, you said, the the three stools. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one is, is it really my MS overacting it or is it thyroid? So yeah, so it's good to look at. So we know that when you have one autoimmune condition, 
like MS, you're predisposed to developing more mm. because your body already has an immune response. That doesn't mean you will. Using preventative medicine, that is not a diagnosis or a sentence, but it's like your body already knows how to react to its tissue, so it becomes better at figuring out how to do so. Okay. Right? Right. So, uh, but definitely you know, my body is telling me there's something triggering this because this, this is like years of the same issue. It's either pins and needles and I can't feel my feet and that is MS or yeah. my feet are just chronically cold. Yeah. So there's a couple considerations. Definitely I would look at thyroid, but I also think about blood flow mm -hmm. uh, to the feet and we need this molecule that's called nitric oxide. And you okay. can actually supplement with this. Okay, But good. there's all sorts of natural compounds, uh, nutraceuticals, botanicals, things that will open up those blood vessels uh -huh. and help blood flow to get to that area, especially to the brain. Because a lot of the conditions that deal with the brain, uh, like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, brain fog, fatigue, a lot of those, mm -hmm. you know, in that mid-afternoon slump, you're actually, or post-food coma, that's a lack of blood flow to the brain because all the blood flow is going to the gut to digest the food. So a similar thing is happening when you get cold feet. The blood is not, the energy and blood is not being diverted towards the feet. Uh, the blood vessels are not able to open up. Okay. They might be lacking something to do that. Wow. So I never go into a food coma. Um, my husband... <laughs> I'm not gonna try not to tell on him, but um, every day and around four o'clock, he goes into this like down out snoring, like comatose of it, it could wake up the dead. <laughs> so, and I keep saying, I think you have an imbalance. And he's always like, I don't have an imbalance. <laughs> so... That's funny. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I've got the cold feet, and he goes through these, like, massive, like, crashing moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it lasts for, like, like three blood, hours. Blood sugar. Blood sugar regulation. Blood yeah. Sugar. I've noticed that. He is definitely very, um, and my daughter also, mm -hmm. um, they are very, I say that, they're not diabetic because they've been tested, but their blood sugar either runs super, super fast. Yeah. And, or they're not getting what they need. So yeah. I think you're going to have an entire family coming up to your office to have all of us um, yeah. checked out. The, and the blood tuned. sugar is a key piece because cortisol is very related to blood sugar, so stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also related to blood vessel uh, you know, cold hands and feet could be related to all of that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to have three patients now. You'll have <laughs> I'll be busy. My daughter and my son. Uh, yes. um, no, my daughter and my husband with the whole blood sugar issue and me with cold feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the truth is we can always, I'm, I mean, I'm a doctor and I'm always finding new ways that I haven't been supporting my body. In the past, and so there's always things that we can be doing to continually support our body to do what it knows best, which is, you know, take care of itself, to repair our tissues, to mm -hmm. make those neurotransmitters so we have 
support our mood, all those things. So I'm all myself. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm always learning about new things for myself. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we all, we're like a car. We need tune-ups. I, we can't just keep pushing, pushing, pushing and assuming that the medication someone put me on 10 years ago is still working. Yeah. Once your body starts changing, you're finding new reactions to whatever is going on, whether it's age-related or hormone-related or you have a hysterectomy long before you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, bearing a child, um, getting married or death in the family, this all affects the human hormone system. But yes. when you're not getting that full workup done, which... I have to say, I believe the entire world does not get that thorough mm -hmm. workup done like we should. Like the basic workup of blood work is just, you know, a list of like 10. And I have been through the list of over 100 just to get me where I am today over the last two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there are so many. Wow. Yeah. It's just um, extremely important and mm -hmm. that's why I'm so honored to have you here today to just show the world and the viewers that there are other alternatives and it doesn't mean it has to be pharmaceutical now pharmaceutical yes I agree it does save our lives sometimes and if I'm having a heart attack I got to get to the ER and they have to use those pharmaceuticals to save my life but on an everyday consistent basis this is what we need Yes, yeah. And the goal is to prevent the, the heart attack from ever happening, right? Mm -hmm, it's right. like what the, the point to which we develop a heart attack is a many years of uh, abusing the body and not giving it what it needs and supporting it and helping the blood vessels and you know, everything that we need to do to prevent that. So, I, and you know, firsthand, just being having these tests run and you know, seeing both sides and using both Western and Eastern practices, uh, what, how powerful that can be. It's extremely powerful. And I'm really serious. If you go back and look at my pictures two years ago, you're like, what is she doing? Somebody even asked, did you have a facelift? I'm like, no, I just now, instead of all these heavy drugs of mm. pharmaceutical company, trying to help me I've I'm down to only tremor and Cymbalta the rest of my drawer is wow. all holistic it's amazing. and I mean when I pull them out in the morning I've got like 24 pills but they sit on my desk I go through my email and I take two at a time and I drink mm -hmm. two full 24 ounce waters Wow and water is water a key thing for every morning okay. to like what does water actually do? I mean, I know what it does, but can you explain to the viewers drinking water in the morning what a key component that is? Oh, yeah. So when we're sleeping, we're just dehydrated all night long, right? Our cells are processing. Usually people have to go to the bathroom in the morning. You just wake up dehydrated uh, from because your cells are still metabolizing. They're working all night long, right? Mm -hmm. They're cleaning up. They're vacuum cleaning that's the analogy I use through the brain. Yeah. Clean it up old cells. And and so, and water is needed for that process, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's also, it's also really valuable. Um, a lot of my clients will drink 
water and they'll report back to me they're like I just drink a ton of water and I'm just peeing all the time and I don't feel like I absorb it I still feel thirsty and there there can be other more serious like that diabetes insipidus and other things going on but commonly it's because we need we have this cell and we have a, you know our blood vessels that are bringing nutrients to the cell mm -hmm. and the water we hydrate with water but in order to get into that cell, it needs electrolytes. So it needs your sodium, your potassium, your chloride, all of those electrolytes. Um, and usually when we give an IV, we give it with saline, so uh. NaCl. So it is super hydrating for those cells. It goes right into the cell, just you know, pumps that cell up and plumps it up and makes it nice and healthy and gives it the, the water. Uh, that it needs and then if you think about how energy is made in the cell for every cell to work it requires that that water the and o2 and water uh, mm -hmm. in the mitochondria so very yeah hydration can't be uh underestimated the power of just hydrating in the morning so right. i love that you do that and i never used to mm-hmm your skin shows it. I mean, you look more about that. You're, you're doing so many things right, but Thank water you. is one of the one of the awesome things yeah. that you're doing for yourself. I drink water all day long. Um, mm -hmm. I know that that cup has to be filled up 12 times in the day. And it's yeah. it's like that big. It's a 24-ounce wow. cup. And yeah. um, it's funny because I'm not peeing all the time. Mm. Yeah, so that means your body needs it and, and it's I, absorbing it. And I also noticed, and I know this is going to sound, but we're talking body function here, everybody. Yeah. So when you urinate, mm -hmm. and if it's brown, you're right. in trouble. If right. it's you're like yellow, scared. you're still in trouble. If it's mm -hmm. white, you're processing properly. And yeah. people that in stool tell your story. And I never knew any of this until three years ago and then two years ago I really was like okay I need to do this for my body I need to keep like what else is going on and yeah it's a lot of work and but this is our only home we have yeah. like this home lives within a home that surrounds me with a roof and electricity and a bed but this is truly the only home we're ever going to have and I believe that people just think I can just push it I don't need that vitamin today. I'll take, I'll remember to take it tomorrow. It is literally like a work schedule. True. I absolutely, it's something that's very important to make time for. There's that quote that says, if you don't make time for health, you'll make time for illness later on. Right? right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I feel like what you, what you just shared there is really relevant because there's, I mean, we don't learn these things no. in school. Mm -mm. Like I didn't know this until I went to med school. I, my parents didn't teach me this. I didn't think about, oh, I'm dehydrated. I, I didn't pay attention to my, you know, whether my uh, pee was clear or not. Like I, oh, I didn't either. pay attention to my, my body. And when you start to tune in to that, it's so powerful because it's a really a self-love relationship, taking care of your home and your body. And it, it stems from a place of just self-respect, self-love, 
you know, being able to uh, give your body the things that it needs so that you can show up better for the people in your life and your world. And so I think especially working in women's health and just the woman that you are in the world because of the way that you take care of yourself, you're able to do so much more in the world so that, you know, that really makes a huge difference, I think, as women to really support ourselves and our health in that way. Yeah, but I also I also think that the let I mean this is going back to like 1800s or when women first you know appeared and man at first appeared. Mm-hmm. It was never the woman's job to take care of herself. It was always the mm-hmm. woman's job to take care of the children, the husband. So we have always embedded in our brains and psyche that we come last. But within the last, you know, three years of my life, after finishing my book, I realized I'm taking care of everybody, and mm-hmm. I forgot who Don Marie was. Mm, wow! And once you realize that you come first, and it doesn't mean you're being selfish. No, it means you're taking care of you and the better you are the more productive you can be for your family and your loved ones absolutely so many women need to hear that it's powerful yeah and and we don't and we are constantly burning out and we're having anxiety and we're having panic attacks and we're having horrible thoughts of i'm not good enough but you know what you are good enough you are your best advocate and taking care of your functions your body is your car you're running it all day long your car needs a tune-up your car needs an oil change your car needs new tires so why are you not taking care of all of this like your legs and your arms are your tires you know your brain is your engine your, you know, when you really got to break it down to make like a little, you know, 10 year old understand it, you can take and put a car visually in front of him and say, this is your body. If this isn't working, these parts aren't working. Mm-hmm. So it's basically telling another female or a male or a young teenager that thinks they can just party all night long and whatever. This is your motor right here. Yeah. This is your exhaust, <laughs> you know, the inflow oxygen, outgo the exhaust. And, yeah. and you, you know, I've never put my body into an analogy like this before, but That's for some reason, but, um, for some reason it just clicked to me today that, um, th- yeah, we got it. We take more care of our cars than we do our own body. We do. That's a, that's a great, uh, statement or quote. Let's take as good or better care of our bodies than we do our cars. Yeah. We all know that, you know, some some men are so, they just baby their car, but they right? forget about their body. I know. Oh, yeah. I don't know what made me just think of that. I, I just. A great analogy. It just needed to get out there. So, I you've said the word peptides, peptides a lot. But when I read the word, I didn't understand it. So let's walk through the word peptides and how important they are to the human body and what they are. I'm going to make it super simple. Uh, The analogy that I like to use when talking about peptides is 
and we learn this kind of in our basic sciences in med school is uh, so when you eat a say a piece of chicken okay a piece of protein it could be fish or something but we'll say a piece of chicken what happens in your body when you're digesting it breaking it down stomach acid you know it's being absorbed your body takes that protein and breaks that big piece of chicken down to peptides which are essentially a strand like a like a train of different uh, cars in it and then the peptide breaks down to the individual uh, just one box car of that train okay. so you have the protein you have the peptides which is like the, the long chain and then you have the amino acids which are just the individual box cars of the train and so your body's goal is to break it down as small as it can right so that it can use that those amino acids which are really important for all sorts of things like brain function and liver detox and everything they rebuild their builders you know it's why our food sends us uh, our, our food is what our body makes into our new tissues so every time you eat you can think about literally do I want to put this into my body so that it's rebuilt into my cells because it's going to okay. show up somewhere yeah. right so what peptides do is they are they're essentially signaling molecules so that chain of boxcars connected we can make you know thousands of different combinations of those peptides so uh, and there's you know so many amino acids that we can like leucine and valine and there's different amino acids so we have different we have a chain and that chain signals to the cell to do something mm -hmm. so every cell is like has these docking stations so you can think about it like mars so the cell is mars and then you have docking stations on mars for all of the spaceships to land when they get there okay uh, and so that's what peptides do is they bind to that docking station and what happens inside of the cell or inside of mars is something changes so we know pathways for aging we know pathways for hair loss for stem cells dying in the hair so we can send a, a message through a peptide to that cell say the stem cells in the hair follicle and say hey wake up we want you to keep producing right so we can we can turn this is why peptides are so exciting novel powerful more effective, less side effect profile than pharmaceutical drugs because pharmaceutical drugs work through that same similar mechanism, but mm -hmm. they have a ton of side effects because they impact other pathways and they, they cause more issues sometimes. Uh, but peptides very, very, very specifically signal that cell to do something. Okay. And a lot of times that's a, po that's a positive thing. We want to make more growth hormone. We want to... Um, you know, yeah, work on the hair follicle. We want to protect this cell from damage. We want to help the mitochondria to make power for the cell to, to do all its functions. We want to support the brain cells. So uh, they work through signaling. It's just a, a sending a message. You can think about it like, you know, kind of like the an email or a uh, letter you get in the mail they're just sending a message to do something inside the cell wow yeah so the peptides should be taught in first grade 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the what is really like nourishing your body. The younger that we learn this, the better the human race will be and the stronger we will be and less oh, yeah. autoimmune and cancer, heart, you name it, everything that goes wrong or even being um, if the mother, a new mother is already on this program and becomes pregnant, that baby's going to be stronger. So oh, yeah. this really is something that is brand new to me. And just hearing it and understanding it the way you broke it down is something that really needs to be taught. I agree. In it's, school. It's really amazing. As part it's, of biology. You know, instead yeah. of dissecting the frog, which I know we have to do. I just think it's, ugh. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we need to have a specialist such as you coming mm -hmm. into the grade schools, the um, the grammar school, then the college as well. And yeah. everyone starts to like relearn. Okay. It doesn't just start when you turn 40. Mm -hmm. It starts the day you were born. Yeah. And we've never perceived life like that ever. I mean, I grew up on Twinkies and Pepsi and frozen dinners. And that was the age I grew up in. And it, yeah. everything was processed food and everybody thought it was great and healthy for us and canned food that had been sitting on a shelf for God knows how long. I mean, a Twinkie seems to last a thousand years. And can you imagine ingesting a Twinkie today? That's just like, why would you do that to your body? You're just basically clogging that engine and everything that makes that engine work. So true. Yeah. And it's why, you know, we talk about the chicken breaks down to the peptide, yeah. breaks down to the amino acids. It's why everything that you eat literally sends a message to your body about what to do. Yeah. And and the Twinkie says, Hey, let's cause more issues, problems, inflammation, ruin the tissue, damage. Yeah. And, you know, something like uh, spinach or would send a message, Hey, let's repair, this is an antioxidant, let's protect, let's build, let's, you know, support the tissue. So it really everything we eat signals our body in a way that either supports it or tears it down. Yeah. So let's talk about what the kids actually do learn today in school. The pyramid. I remember the pyramid. Well, now pyramid. with so many processed foods, especially really here in the United States, not so much in the other countries. I mean, they still make bread like you're supposed to make bread. It's not processed overseas. Um, and... I know this because when we took an entire summer off and traveled overseas from Spain and uh, Italy and France and we, I mean, we went everywhere, mm -hmm. nothing inflamed me, nothing upset me, not even the wine. Like I didn't need my little container to pour my wine to take out all of the um, uh, sulfites. Um, it's not that cool. Uh, yeah, I need to get one of those. That's really awesome. Yeah, I have to. Otherwise, um, I start to like itch really, mm -hmm. really bad or um, I start to swell. So yeah. I'm definitely, my body does not like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I drink wine every night um, and it's prescribed 
by two of my doctors. Yeah. Um, my neurologist, because it helps keep my blood thin for mm. the flow of the body, which still doesn't yeah. help my feet. So we got to figure that one out. Um, yeah. And then two, um, it relaxes me, and I prefer to have a glass of wine, sometimes two, depends on the day, instead of taking that Western medication mm. drug to try to naturally calm my body. So, um, yes. I mean, granted, I could go without, but it's something that I've done and I've been doing since my diagnosis. And yeah. it's just relaxing to me. Um, yes. To just I, at the end I of the day. My, my evening wine, yeah. wine down too. Yeah, it's, it, right? It's a wine down. But I'm not, saying, I'm not saying for everybody to like all of a sudden start drinking wine because then you got to remember how much are you take intaking, how is it affecting your liver, what's going on. But then th this is where everything you put into your body is where you need Dr. Amber yeah. to help you understand what's going on and what's mm -hmm. happening with um, moving forward and how is it affecting you. It could be really affecting you if you're not doing the proper blood work and the proper follow-up and it isn't just going to the doctor to get your results it's taking action and really moving forward and taking care of it every day which is exactly what you're a living example of because you you know set your daily routines around taking care of yourself and that's become a huge uh, piece of, of life for you and it's just you know what are all the things I can do to build build my body back up and just make it healthy and uh, and it's interesting with the wine drinking too there's all sorts of tricks and tools that I use that you know I drink wine yes and I don't think there's any issue with that if you know uh, mm -hmm. like I know that it might tax my liver a little bit but I have all of these things I can give myself an IV there's milk thistle there's but, you know, there's so many mm -hmm. things that you can take to help your body to cope with that and have no issue with wine whatsoever. Yeah, I take uh, milk thistle if I know I'm going to have more than two glasses. Mm -hmm. I take yep, it. Like if, if I know we're going out to dinner and we're going to be with friends, you know the one wine bottle between six people isn't going to last, right? So yeah. um, we travel. Yeah. I travel with this little medicine kit, and it's got charcoal and milk thistle. Smart woman. So, <laughs> I'm like, hon, here, here's your milk thistle, and here's yeah. your charcoal to help flush it all out and, you yeah. know, back up the gut and the brain. Yeah. Um, so, you also have a thing called peptide therapy NAD treatment. Did we already yeah. discuss NAD? Let's talk about, yeah, it's... They say it NAD, but you could say it NAD. It looks like NAD. So NAD. NAD, okay. Yeah, NAD. It's an abbreviation for a really long word, which is why they, they call it NAD or NAD. Uh, but okay. it's nicotinamide, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide is what that stands for. Okay, that's but a big word. Yeah. So forget the name. We call it NAD. <laughs> Um, and what NAD does in the cell and why it's really amazing for preventative health, but also for treating uh, some pretty severe conditions that affect the brain and the, and the muscles and the nerve tissue uh, is because, 
so we I mentioned the word mitochondria earlier. Mm-hmm. So every cell, and we have trillions of cells in the body, trillions, which is a huge number. Every single cell has a, at least or around a thousand mitochondria. Wow. So that's a lot of mitochondria. And what those mitochondria do is they're, I liken them to the power plant in L.A. So today, if the power plant in L.A. were to quit working right now, no power, no electricity, the whole entire city of L.A. would shut down. We would not make, nobody could plug in their Wi-Fi. We wouldn't have, couldn't charge my phone or my MacBook. I couldn't run the dishwasher, no electricity, no lights. Everything is shut down, right? Right. So... Uh, the the same thing happens in the cell when the mitochondria quit working is the cell it starts like dying it's like I can't I don't have enough energy to do anything and that happens the the two cells in our body that have the most mitochondria are the nerve cells and the muscle cells okay so you look at somebody with ALS or MS or uh, where the, the nerves and the muscles are involved at large and the signaling is not happening appropriately. Uh, and you can find an underlying piece of mitochondrial dysfunction, meaning the powerhouse in L.A. has quit working as efficiently, making energy for the cell to do all the things that it needs to protect itself from oxidative damage. Yeah. To protect itself from the environment, um, you know, anything that offending things to, uh, there's all sorts of things. It protects the DNA so the DNA doesn't mutate. It's all sorts of functions the cell has. Wow. Right? Okay. Trillions of cells. And so when, and as we age, our mitochondria start, they're less effective. We know that. Our NAD levels drop as we age. We know that 100% for sure. Um, so, you know, there's some things in our environment, we, we can't change that, but what we can do is we can add in more NAD to stack the scales in our favor to say, hey, let's help our body and our cells to, in our mitochondria, in each cell in the body, to make that energy so that everything happens normally, so that brain function happens normally, so that neurotransmitters are made, so that we have enough energy to produce, you know, all of the the gut things that we need to uh, digest all the hormones, ghrelin, everything, and insulin, everything that happens in our gut. So mitochondria, and there's a lot of medical research on this, uh, that mitochondrial dysfunction, Uh the inability to make the energy in the cell, is a contributing factor to so many chronic diseases. So I'm curious as to, I've never heard... NAD and AD. Let's talk about but it. Yeah. If it is a connection of right here, frontal lobe, nerve mm-hmm. system signals that go throughout and also affects the muscle, that could be a key component to. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just listening to what you're saying. But yeah. when I live with MS, so my brain functions what's going on up here with my own immune system eating the myelin sheaf and creating the holes and deteriorating and absorb like exposing all of the um 
the wires. So yes. the protective layer yeah. there, like imagine your iPhone charger and you've used yes. it too much and it's like broken open and you can see all the wires. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my brain and there, there are holes everywhere. But what if I'm missing that NDA and everyone with MS is not producing it? I've never had a test run on me ever in all of these years yeah. for the word NDA. Yeah, so the, the so, difficult thing is NA, NA, NAD is hard to test because our body burns through it, but we can, there's a lot of clinical symptoms. It's, you can't, there are, there are some mitochondrial tests. So there's things, we can test your CoQ10 level, we can test your oxidative stress, how fast your cells are aging. We can test some other things, but we can't directly test NAD because it's so... It's such a rapidly burned molecule okay. that uh, we wouldn't be able to test it. However, um, so there's a lot of ways to get NAD. The, you can you can get it in an IV, okay, uh, which is the most bioavailable way. You can also get it in in a intranasal, which I have in my fridge and use in the mornings. Uh, oh. So you just breathe it in. Okay. Uh, you can also get it in a patch, and I had one of those on yesterday. So I, I use all three for myself. Wow. Uh, the patch is about 800 milligrams, which is actually a lot, uh, and it's bioavailable through the skin. It ion transports into the skin, and How long uh, that's you... a good option for people who can't With the MS, yeah, or yeah. Any, any autoimmune or illness. Um yeah. So how long does the patch stay on and how often do you do it? So I use them about once a week. Okay. Um, that's what I recommend for somebody who really uh, starting out to start out with once a week. Okay. Sometimes we'll do it twice a week. But just to give you an idea, what we give the maximum amount of NAD I give an IV is about 500 milligrams and the patch gives you 800 milligrams Wow! so it gives you a good dose uh, you can do it from home which is really great and then uh, yeah so you wear it for four hours on your arm or your leg super easy to do you have to keep the NAD solution in the fridge because it's light sensitive and heat sensitive okay but um, so would you, you know, do it at nighttime at bedtime or I like to do it, uh, I actually like to do it earlier in the morning. I think I did my patch a little bit too late because I had good energy into the evening and not, I don't think it was cortisol, I think it was the mitochondria. So ah. it can support energy levels, can support athletes who are recovering, think about muscle tissue, burning through NAD. Um, there's actually a huge amount of research and clinics who are identifying the link between autism and mitochondrial dysfunction. Wow! Recognizing that that's a huge that's a huge player for kids with autism, and they actually do show signs of improvement when we support their mitochondria with things like NAD, PQQ, CoQ10, resveratrol, which is in red. Oh, wine. I've heard of reds. Yes, that's my red wine. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, yeah. this is like so much amazing. Yeah information so much to absorb 
that um, whoever is going to be viewing our interview, you can rewatch it over and over. Um, our interview will also be on um, Live with Domery on Spotify and Live with Domery on Apple Podcast. So if you are a podcast lover and you want to re-listen to this entire interview and make notes, um, absolutely. But they can also find you through your Instagram, which is at Dr. Amber... It, you have day. you have a yeah. you have an underscore yeah. in there. Yep. So it's at doctor spelled out D O C T O R Amber. So my first name A M B E R N D like North Dakota. That's where they can find me or my website, which is D R Amber N D dot com. Okay. Okay. And then it will all be on the podcast where they can find you and um, go from there. And then also the best part of you working with you is they don't have to live in the state for you to help them. You, They can, you know, go through the online system that you have on your website, yeah. um, send in what they're looking for. You send certain tests out to them and send them to the lab. And there's also a lab that comes straight to your home. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I will find it. Um, and they draw all my blood work here at home. So I'm never really being exposed to an environment that may not be, I mean, I know all labs are very clean and moving forward, but it's people around you that are coughing and sneezing and going through stuff. So the lab work that you do gets sent to you. You do the instructions. It gets sent back to you. You run the tests and then you can do via calls like this with your clients, correct? Yeah. It's so streamlined right now. I mean, you could, I could order blood work for you right now. Have you have the mobile phlebotomist come to your house tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., draw it. I would have the results a couple days later. You have your video conference, and then it's so easy to do now. There's no excuse to, to not access that kind of care. Yeah. And I mean, so someone, awesome. all my followers from England can call you and you can do yeah. the same thing. The blood work might yeah. take a little bit longer, but there probably could be a place there, but then they send you back the results. I'm sure you mm -hmm. can find ways of helping people from all around the world. Oh yeah. I do have some clients in other countries, Dubai and other places. So yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. super excited to get started on mine and um, keep moving forward to keep my engine running clean. And I have to get my nads to get moving to repair my brain um, yes. as well as everything else and moving forward with um, the things that I don't already have in my routine. And yeah, I, I'm so excited to support you because you're also, you're a voice to share to the world what you're doing in your journey. So I think the more voices, you. the more people who are talking about this, journey through holistic medicine and their own personal story I think it's really powerful just to bring awareness and it the more you talk about it the more other people get curious and want to be a part of that and experience it for themselves so I mm. I really appreciate you having me on and, and I appreciate you, you honoring me and taking the time out of your very busy schedule to um, explain all of this to us from NADS to uh, peptides to yeah. 
everything that exactly. ha- goes with the function of the body and moving forward. And we have to remember, you buy that brand new car, well, treat your body like a brand new car and mm-hmm. keep it clean and keep the parts moving properly so you can live a longer, healthier, better life for your family, for yourself, you know, for people around you. But the key person is you, mm-hmm. yourself take care of you first and that's what we community and support of friends and everybody needs to realize you come first then everybody is on the ladder and you go through life that way so um thank you once again i truly appreciate your time and i look forward to you coming back and mm-hmm. being we'll have able to follow up. There's so much to talk about. There's so much. We'll have to do definitely do a follow up. And I would love to be able to do my tests and that you can say this is where she was. And sure. then we do another one and we can explain it on live. Oh, that'd be um, fun. And say, <laughs> okay, well, this is where I was missing it, but then You're I started this, yeah. and now here I am where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to be able to do that? So, yeah, I'm super excited to start this amazing journey with you and to be able to share my journey with you on bettering my life Mm -hmm. to help support everybody else's life. So thank you so very much. I appreciate it. I feel like saying namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. And, um... Thank you. And once again, it will be up on, on my podcast. If you are a podcast listener, join Live with Domrie either on Spotify or Apple. And then this will be viewed on my Instagram as soon as I get it cropped and put together. And you can watch the entire interview here at Domrie Healthy and Fit.